Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. You can tell by the dulcet tones of Cameron singing that we're back. Yes, we are. And we have gathered together this week to tell you that wisdom dictates a careful and thorough view of life. Ooh, (laughs) wisdom. Dun-da-da-dun. Oh, just wait. Oh, no. Just wait. Once again, to refresh you on the rules, I have before me three carefully chosen and picked out news stories from the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we are going to present them to our resident hermit, Cameron. That's, <laughs> that's me. That's her over there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she will interact with them. I will tell her why she's interacting with them wrongly. Okay. <laughs> I probably will be. And well, the goal is I that we will try to figure out, all right, how as Christians should we react? And the, the fun part is getting your initial blush. Yeah. Simply because it's a lesson in sanctification. Hopefully we get better and better and better as we go along. And also human nature. Exactly. Because how I'm supposed to act and respond (laughs) is not always my knee-jerk reaction. (laughs) And believe me, I have three. I almost had three stories centered around the same topic. Mm. But I pulled the plug on the last one. Oh, so it's just two? Two. Well, it's three stories, but two centered on the same topic. Okay, gotcha. So are you ready? All right, let's go. Are you sure? No. Are you positive? <laughs> Yo, I'm positive. I'm Are sure I'm not ready. Are you positive that you're sure? Um, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> My wayward son, there'll yes. be peace when you are gone. Yes, exactly. My weary head can be laid to rest. <laughs> no more. Okay. Anyway, numero uno. Depending on the state you look at, okay, between mm-hmm. 40 40? And 70%. seventy percent. It's a thirty percent swing. 30, yes, between, between forty, 40 and seventy percent, depending on the state, of the people who live there. Of wor- no, of workers in okay. those states' hospitals and long-term care facilities have said thanks, no thanks to the COVID vaccine. Wow, that's a big number. <coughs> I didn't expect it to be quite that big. Yeah. In one state, I can't remember if it was Ohio or not, but it sounds like it might have been Ohio. So we're just going to go with Ohio. It probably is another that I've said that, though. Upwards of 70% of nurses in long-term care facilities, so nursing homes, mm-hmm. have said, no, we're good. We appreciate it. Okay. Now, the reason why I think this is newsworthy is, one, if there's a group of people who have seen the worst of the Rona. Uh, that's what they reported. It is nurses yeah. in hospitals, and specifically it would be nurses in long-term Her, care facilities. Yeah. Because at this point in our country, I still think we're above 40% of our deaths okay. are long-term care facility residents. Gotcha. So if anybody's dying from this, is, it's people in nursing yeah. homes, which, newsflash, people, people in nursing in, homes die. Which, more frequently and quite more regularly than <laughs> the rest of the world by average. But All right, so it is first thoughts. Is. Most of these nurses are going, yeah, no, I don't want to be a human guinea pig. I'm good. All right. My, I have two thoughts, actually. My first thought was this vaccine is not safe. <laughs> they don't trust it. What, something about it they don't trust, whether it's their own research, what they've heard, or whatever. Now, time out. Uh-huh. 
I'm going to cover this for the sake of full disclosure. Anyone who tells you that the vaccine is safe, ask them this simple question. How do they know that? I am not saying the vaccine is not safe. Mm-mm. I am not saying the vaccine is unsafe. I'm not saying the vaccine will make you grow a hand out of the back of your head. I'm not saying it'll make you grow a third butt cheek. But <laughs> I don't know what it will do, Mm-mm. and neither does yeah. anybody else. Anything rushed so, is not worth it. Well, it has nothing to do with being rushed. It's just the, the time scale is not there. No yeah. vaccine at this level of its life, scale, life cycle mm-hmm. has any questions really answered. That is true. So to sit there and say it's perfectly safe, how do you know that and the answer is you don't so when a a rational person says i'm not sure it's safe that's a reasonable thought process i agree full disclosure that was your first thing it may or may not be safe so i just wanted to throw that out there to make sure we're not over here going don't vaccinate vaccines are evil no they're they're i'm vaccinated cameron's vaccinated our kids are vaccinated my my dog's vaccinated i mean the reason why i don't worry about measles and mumps and rubella is because wait for it I'm vaccinated. I've been vaccinated against it, so I'm not. I'm not stressed here. My kids even had the chickenpox vaccine, <laughs> which when I found that, out, I was like, "Really?" I was even leery about that. I found feel like out they've been how out long of a part of their childhood. Yeah, first off, that yes, like a week at home wrong. drinking warm milk, taking oatmeal baths. Yes, I remember that in kindergarten. But yeah, my wronged. first thought was when the doctor told me that, and I saw on their line of sheets, line of shots on the sheet of what they yeah. were be taking. My father's like, how long have they had this? And he goes, this is about 15 years in the yeah. making. So there's plenty of evidence in yeah. history to support it. So I was like, so yeah, as with every vaccine, even the most recent. And I'm sure that extra chicken is going to fall off any day now. You're <laughs> <laughs> not right. Anyway. So, 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 yeah. so yeah. So we're, we're, that, not, we're not defaulting to vaccines. Yeah, people. no, I just agree with sure vaccine. I think it's a personal di- choice yeah, first and foremost. Just make sure we cover but, that with full yeah, disclosure I'm, that you know. No. So, there's a lot of them that may be thinking there were that it was unsafe. Now, if we haven't completely derailed you, what was your second thought? All right. <laughs> I got to get my thought, contract, my thought back together. The first one was, is it safe? And the second one was, if these are the people, our frontline workers, mm-hmm. and they're not taking this vaccine, my thought is, is it really as bad as they say it is? That, that makes me have to question. Because if you sit there and tell me I had a procedure done, whatever type of procedure, and the, the doctor's like all freaked out about it or somebody is all freaked out about it, and yet you've been through this procedure, giving birth for babies the very first time. Every new mom freaks out the closer you get to that due date. Is it going to hurt? Am I going to be able to handle it? What am I going to do? I went through that when I was pregnant with our first one. And I remember being in the car, going to the appointment, and of course you didn't. But anyway, I looked at my mom, and I said, my logical sense keeps telling me it can't be but so bad if women do this multiple times. Well, and she goes, for years. yeah, and my mama goes, you're right. It's not. It's pressure. It's not comfortable. But <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> they have lots of different medications and breathing techniques and things that they've done that can help the process. But it is not this horrific blood curdling. No, it's not. what. It's, so my thought is you hear it and then you get the experts who live with it day in and day out. You don't, there's no reassurance that this isn't as bad as they say it is or as bad as they say it is actually, if they're not even willing to take something that might prevent them from getting it when they're around it all the time. Now question. Yes. Can you think of any Christian or biblical doctrines or commands 
that the question of the vaccine may or may not run up against. Because one has been utilized as a, I don't know if shaming is the right word, to get people to take the vaccine regularly is to, is to kind of encourage. We'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say they are urging with this command. And that is you do realize why you must take the vaccine, right? Is it the same one they use with masks, saying that it'll keep you, it'll save people who not are not and you? So what's the to cre- love your neighbor. There it is. You love your neighbor. Now, what I always like to point out is the love your neighbor trope is not the right word, and it's not the word I want to use here. So canard isn't the right word either. I guess argument. The love your neighbor argument. It's weighty. We are called, it's the second greatest commandment, it It is a summation of the second table of the law, love your neighbor as yourself. But if something is the second greatest, what does that mean? There is a first greatest. (laughs) There's something ahead (laughs) of it on the list. There's a greatest (laughs) greatest. There's a a more greatest or whatever. Yeah, there's something ahead of the list. There's something else to have top priority over your neighbor. And that would be what? Uh, and the scripture is, love the Lord your God with, with all, all your, your heart, heart soul, soul and mind, mind. And strength. And strength, yeah. So there you go. Now, here's where the vaccine, I think, gets tricky and why I thought this statistic was so interesting. Because you have to balance these things. Yes, you do. I think in this instance, there are times when your instinct to, your Christian instinct to love neighbor is actually in opposition to your Christian instinct to love and honor God. Yes. And the reason I say that is, in whose image are you made? And I'm pointing at you, computer people. (laughs) You, computer people, are made in God's image. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, and see, Cameron gets to see this because Lou gets to see this all the time. I actually, when I talk to the people at home, I actually do point at the computer screen. And he's holding a pink pen. I am. It's the only pen that's in here that's clicky, and I like the clicky pens. I'm sorry. I got to bring my own clicky pen in here, but I never think about it. That's the one I use on Sunday mornings. I use the one that's right here. So anyway, (laughs) so I point at you with the clicky pen, and when I talk to Cameron, I point at Cameron with the clicky pen. Mm -hmm. Lou is used to this. Cameron is still adjusting, but then again, Cameron's used to me being pointing at by me for years. So (laughs) it's who I am, and it's what I do. As long as it's not loaded when you point it at me. As my mom used to say, when toddlers will point their finger at them. When toddlers used to point their finger at you and tell you, no, no, nah, nah. She goes, as long as that finger's not loaded, I'm safe. (laughs) So, yeah, as long as you're not loaded. In this instance, though, you are made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. Therefore, as part of your command to steward and exercise dominion over this creation, do you know what you should be stewarding? One of the things you should be stewarding? You. Yeah, myself. You. Your health, your vitality, your well-being. Mm-hmm. It's actually part of stewardship of the things God has given you. One of the most important things he has given you is you. So in this instance, you have to be wise. Yes. Is this vaccine safe? Is it a chance I'm willing to take? And then how do I measure that over and against my love of neighbor? I mean, an example, we have a gentleman in our church who shall remain nameless who is in his 80s. And his exact thought was, I'll take it. Yeah. I got nothing to worry about. I mean, what's it going to do? <laughs> uh, he's got a point there. He's like, I mean, I, I, mean I, I can't remember the exact number. I'm 80-something years old, and I mean, how much more have I got really? <laughs> it's like, is... we're not rooting for you to go away, but yeah. I understand the argument. Mm-hmm. Conversely, if you're a healthy 45- or 50-year-old man or woman, and you go, you know, I think I'd like to sit back and wait till a few more of my questions get answered before I let you kind of treat me like the, the flowers for Algernon guinea pig here. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm going to be good with that, and I get that too. Mm-hmm. Do not let someone look at you and say, you're not loving your neighbor. Look, you may not be. You may not be. 
But realize that your love of God and command to steward and care for the things that he has entrusted to you is primary. Yes, it is. This is is your number one realm of discipleship. I say this numerous times on Sunday morning. Discipleship starts with you. Mm -hmm. You being disciplined. You being cared and, and, and strengthened. If you're not doing those things, you can't love neighbor because there's no you to do these things. So you have to evaluate. Now, are you ready for this? Okay. I have no answer here. I think faithful Christians can say, I do not trust the vaccine. I am not going to take it. Mm -hmm. I think faithful Christians can say, I do not trust the vaccine, but I'm going to take it. Yes. I think faithful Christians can say, I trust the vaccine, and I'm not going to take it. And I think faithful Christians can say, I trust the vaccine, and I'm going to take it. Yeah. I can see someone say, I don't fully trust it, but... I have sat down. I don't think the risk is that high. Therefore, I can love my neighbor by doing this. Mm -hmm. I could see someone saying, I think there's, I think there's no risk. I think it's perfectly safe, but. I just don't want it. I don't want it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm not going down that road and, and I'm not violating my love of neighbor because I can care for myself. I can manage my health and I can take care of these things. Mm -hmm. I, I can see a faithful Christian coming down on all four of those aspects I can't say sides. It's yeah. It's, it's not like a, a it's not a Christian coin. It's it's like a Christian Cube. die or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of falls in the same place with just vaccines in general. Do you vaccinate your children? Do you not? Uh, is this? I mean, and so, wait, this is and this is the danger of governmental interference to what has traditionally been understood as issues of conscience. Yeah. See, and, we, and, and look, I'm big on this. I'm from the Martin Luther school of here. It is neither wise nor good to sin against one's conscience. Mm-hmm. My thoughts are held captive to the word of God. Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. I mean, that's his great answer to the, um, I can't even think of the uh, the little confessional thingy he was before. Yeah. That wasn't Agnes? Verms, was it? No, I don't think, I thought it was started with an A, like Agnes or Agnes. Yeah, anyway, or it doesn't matter. Read your church yeah. history. It will do you good. So, (laughs) I mean, but I'm there with Luther. Look, this is what I think based on scripture. Again, be able to justify why you think it, what you're doing and how that's working. But when you do those things, now be ready to deal with consequences and walk faithfully. And don't worry because God's got this and he's taking care of it. I think that's something we have lost too much of in this world is our comfort standing apart as we stand for God. So, yeah, I I think that kind of covers that. Think so. That was story number one. You ready for story number two? Yeah, that one wasn't too difficult. So maybe you today- make it sound like I put you on the <laughs> rack every week. Waterboarding, waterboarding with Cameron. There you go. <laughs> Chinese water torture. Nah. You know, just get the drip going. All right, you ready? Now that would be torturous because I'm a mommy. <laughs> I've had two children. <laughs> you don't start running water unless it's a direct pass to the bathroom. That would not be funny. Let me sit here while we answer <laughs> questions with the drawer. Just got to get the drip going. Oh, we need a water, water feature. Tr- I no, think it would be nice and calming. <laughs> no water features in the church. No. <laughs> so, all right, you ready? <laughs> Statistically okay. speaking, all right. the flu has been cured. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've so done strip. it. We cured the flu. I mean, yeah. seriously, normally there'd be a few thousand cases a week mm-hmm. at this time of the year, and we're under 100. Yeah. Now, what could possibly account for that? I have a theory. Yeah, I think common sense would tell you that but because most people that would get the flu are also getting COVID, and they're not testing for COVID, so mm-hmm. or they're not testing for flu. Yeah. And so once you come back with a positive COVID test, 
You're they done just, here. Yeah. In order to actually get a flu test, you have to test negative for COVID first. Yeah. And by the time you get the negative COVID test, since it takes three to five days in so many places, done. your flu has already run its course and you don't want to go back and get tested because I'm over it. It's the same thing with strep. I've had strep twice now, the end of November and end of December. And both times I went in to the doctor, the same questions about COVID and all this stuff. And I said, it's my throat. It's red. It hurts when I swallow. I think it's strep. And I had to basically demand, no, no, no. First things first. The easiest step would be strep. I've had it before. I know what it feels like. If it comes back negative, okay, we'll test for COVID. Makes sense. And both times the doctor said, well, I'm pretty sure it's not strep because strep isn't really going around right now. And both (laughs) times they came back, the test came back positive for strep. And I know another mom who had the same issues. She She went and they made her do the COVID test as well as the strep, but she had a demand for the strep test just to get that done that mm-hmm. day, even though the COVID test came back three days later negative. Don't so, you love it? So, I mean, we're ignoring common sense. Uh, well, uh, see, common just... sense isn't so common anymore. Yeah, and, apparently. And well, this is where I think Everything this... can't be COVID. But this is where this runs up against a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. All right. What is truth? It is what God says it is. My word, sanctify them in the truth. Yes. My word is truth. truth. Mm-hmm. Where do lies come from? Who's the father of lies? The devil, Satan. <laughs> he is the father, See, father of lies. This becomes the problem. Numbers are fun. I mean, oh, anybody yeah. who's ever taken a uh, statistics class mm-hmm. knows how much fun you can have with them. Differentiations between the median and the mean and the average and all of those things. I, I took a sem- I took a uh, statistics class for my math credit as an undergraduate, and it was the most miserable semester I've ever taken because it's not as complicated as they want to make it. Oh yeah, it's but at not. the same time, it's as complicated as, as you want to make, make it. it. Yes. And my professor went out of his way to make it as complicated as humanly possible. I had a teacher in high school who gave grades not by averages. <laughs> high, low, divide, and there's your your grade, depending on how many you had. She would drop the highest, drop the lowest, and then line them up in order and take whatever was right in the middle. So the median. The median, yeah. There's that the mean. I can't remember. I I think it's the median. Yeah, that's how she would give grades. And whenever I did my average... Based on oh, it was hers, it was always was. higher, and she I could not get an A in her class because she re, she would always lose, drop the top one hundred, and the lowest grade I would get would be about maybe a seventy. So to which so, we yeah, all look I, at so, and you go, can mess wah, with numbers. Yeah, wah. I know, I know, I know. It's high school, but I mean, you, I realized then you can mess with numbers to make people as <laughs> smart or as dumb as you want them to be, and that was years ago. And this is why, again, why I think it's important to rationalize biblically and think through the first issue the vaccine Mm -hmm. because you're going to encounter things like the second issue so is the flu going away obviously not are there people who have flu and covid probably Probably. are there people who have covid without the flu probably are there people who have flu without covid Mm -hmm. same thing most definitely infection same thing all of this works together so you have to be willing to take every case the way it goes and this is the danger of the fire hose that is modern media Yes. Is that everything is just, you know, unleashed on you, mm-hmm. you know, VHF Weird Al style. If you've never seen that movie, watch v- uh, UHF with Weird Al. It's hysterical. And the, the kid who drinks from the fire hose and they open it yeah. up and blast him off the chair. It's, yeah, that's not how we, ha- that's not how we handle anything. No, human beings be. aren't meant to function that way. No. But what are we trying to do day in and day out? We're trying to do that. We're trying to make it as cut and dry as possible, and you can't. And with our modern education systems, we are jacks of all trades and masters masters of none. none. 
and we're trying to, our doctors. And we're trying to deal in, tr- in areas where we have just enough information to be dangerous. Yeah. And we admit, and I admit that. I mean, when it comes to stat- uh, statistics and medicine and things, I have just enough information to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I'm careful about making broad, sweeping pronouncements. Yeah. I try to keep my opinion to myself as I work through things until I have enough information to where I think I can make a definitive declaration. Yeah. When it comes to flu... I don't think we can make the declaration the flu is gone because mm-hmm. I don't think the flu is gone. But I think the way we count things and yeah. the way we do things, especially in this country because we've incentivized COVID diagnoses, mm-hmm. that there are numerous hospitals, and this is a documented thing in the United States, where you can actually diagnose COVID based on symptoms alone. Yeah. And once again, when you try to track COVID hospitalizations, you know what they track? COVID-like illnesses. Yeah. Just like they track influenza-like illnesses. Because COVID-like illnesses and influenza-like illnesses are the same thing. That was the, the Venn diagram of those two circles is basically a rifle scope. Yeah, exactly. The, that was something that was a really big red flag to me at the beginning of all of this. When they said, stay home. If you, if you feel bad, stay home. And call the doctor only if you get really bad off. But assume you have it. She actually said yeah. that it was Burks that said it. Assume you have COVID if you have these symptoms. And I was like, time out. (laughs) We can't assume something as deadly, quote unquote, deadly as they're screaming that this virus is. We can't just assume I have it because if I don't, I could be helping others. Mm -hmm. I can be carrying on with whatever I need to do and what I can do to help others carry on with their life while they are actually dealing with this. And the one thing we know is that this virus isn't as deadly as they've proclaimed it to be we've known that for months yes and the way we're counting is ridiculous we've known this yeah we talked about this back in march um you know lou and i've discussed this a little bit on the i've talked about it on sunday mornings i mean this is one of those just obvious things of life my concern though is that if we just look at the amount of information we're having to deal with Mm -hmm. it becomes really easy to just slip the mistruths and the twisted truths in and again, my, my baseline assumption always is the easiest, the easiest ploy that Satan has is the one he uses most often. Mm-hmm. Did, God Did God really say? That yeah. subtle twist. So when you <laughs> look at this and go, look at how big coronavirus is. It's yeah. so big that it's just dominating and taking out flu patients or something. And I go, no, you're just counting differently. Mm-hmm. But we don't think like that. And what does that contribute to on how we think, how we feel, and how we act? I've said this before on a Sunday. I think I've said this on a podcast before. If I want to change the way you act, I have to first change the way that you think. Yes. And in order to change the way that you think, I need to change what you want. Yes. And modern society, led by the prince of this world, has lied, cheated, and stolen its way to change the desires of much of humanity to want what? Provision? Mm-hmm. Safety? Mm-hmm. And and security and health, really. Yes. From the means of this world and not from the means of the world that is to come. Yes, exactly. And when that becomes your desire, mm -hmm. just a little bit of fear does what? It goes a long way, like leaven and unleavened bread. And that's why seeing flu has been cured. You know what? We need to say that. We've cured the flu. Because, you know, the minute you say that out loud, everybody says what? No, we haven't. So-and-so had it the other day. So, and now no. we start well, are thinking. are we sure? 
<laughs> now we start thinking and we look at the numbers. We look at how we count. Because this has been the, the great scam of this whole thing, mm-hmm. is the way we've counted a positive case, the way we've ignored other illnesses. Yes. I mean, you you can literally, and, and you can find these you can find these in the United States with free information and all of that. They post these things on websites. It's astounding to me. But you can see 90-year-old people in kidney, heart, and lung failure test positive for COVID, and they're a COVID death. Yeah, even though... Now, is that a tragedy? Yes. Yeah, well, the death alone is a tragedy. But is that COVID's fault? No. No, that person was dead anyway. If they had got a common cold... They were done for. Yeah, if that individual who has already been... In in our country right now, in the United States, if you test positive for COVID and die within the next 30 days, you will automatically be counted as a COVID death. Yes. That's ridiculous. I agree. Most, But we don't think like that because we go... Well, that's just what the numbers are. Look at how many people have died. We're not thinking. And I've Break said it before. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Christianity is a thinking. thinking religion. You have to evaluate. Once again, how do I determine whether or not I take a vaccine and actually be able to justify my decision by scripture? I need to determine in myself the risks of the disease, mm-hmm. the risks of the vaccine, mm-hmm. the benefits of the vaccine, yes. and my responsibility before God and to neighbor. And if I can't do all of those things, I can't actually make a, an informed decision. And if I can't make an informed decision, I am not making a biblical decision because I cannot properly weigh the evidence. I am using a broken scale. Yeah. And that's not good. No, it's not. That's not good. <laughs> all right. You ready? Okay. Number three. Story number three. All right. <laughs> ah. This came by virtue, I don't want to leave this in too much because you might remember it. This came by virtue of something I encountered the other day on television. Okay. <laughs> I don't watch, okay. <laughs> we mostly watch the Weather Channel in the morning, and that's about it, so I don't watch <laughs> much else. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to find my spot to make sure I... Okay. We don't watch a whole lot of TV, so whatever you do watch, and again, I'm in and I don't pay attention to it a lot because I read or I'm washing dishes, folding clothes, doing something with the kids, letting the dog out. I mean, I just don't have time to sit and watch. So that's also one of the reasons why I don't, I'm not as well in the know, sort of say, of the specifics of details. I might catch something walking by, but nothing that really. You ready? Holds on. This is something that just astounds me that exists, and I think this is worth it. A testicle festival is an event (laughs) held at several small towns (laughs) where the featured activity is the consumption of animal testicles, usually battered and fried. Usually battered and fried. That's bad enough, but what's another way of cooking? What's another way of cooking them? The oldest of such festivals takes place in Byron, Illinois, USA. Right down Literally the road. four miles down the road from my house. Right in the backyard. And features turkey testicles. Now, this is the frightening thing. Similar festivals in the U.S. are held in Deerfield, Michigan, Olean, Missouri, Tiro, Ohio, Oakdale, California, Ashland, Nebraska, Ashland, Nebraska, Huntley, Illinois, also down the road from uh-huh. us, Stillwater, Oklahoma, Salmon, Idaho, Clinton, Montana, and Dundas, Wisconsin, some of which feature Rocky Mountain oysters, which are cattle testicles. The Montana State Society has held an annual Rocky Mountain Oyster Festival in Clinton, Montana since 2005. And just in case the rest of you in the world are like, what are you Americans doing? 
Every year in September, the villages of Azrem and Lunjevica in the municipality of Gornji Milanovac, Serbia. And if I said that wrong, I am sorry. I had no shot. (laughs) They host the World Gonad Cooking Championship. Uh, The festival serves up a variety of testicles, including wildlife. What? <laughs> That's the punchline right uh, there. Wildlife, including wildlife. Um, are these cannibals? This ain't. Oh my gosh! No, no. There are some things you just don't eat. I mean, so my question. Not, I think the uh-uh. question of the I'm day not that is. Hungry. I think the Ever. question here that needs to be asked is: Serbia, how you doing? Yeah. Are you okay? I'm do, sorry. Do, you, do you need to talk about it? Who hurt you? It's a lot of snow there, isn't it? Too much snow, maybe. They need some more sun. I mean, this is frightening. Serves up a variety of testicles, including wildlife. What other kinds are there? I I don't know. Is that how they do vasectomies in Serbia? (laughs) Ew, no. Oh, gosh. And are they battered and fried? Oh, no. Usually. Usually. I <laughs> That's guess you could hard part. boil them. They're usually mm-hmm. battered and fried. <laughs> I guess you could hard boil them. Yes. I do. Okay. Backstory. I do remember the very first time I ever saw the sign. We were going to a women's retreat. And I was in the car. We are going to go pick up somebody. And it was like the three or four of us ladies who were going. And we're driving into Byron. And we haven't been here but for maybe a year at most <laughs> we go driving into Byron and there are these signs and I, I read them quickly because I'm riding I'm just reading signs I've never really been to Byron because we haven't been here long enough and all of a sudden I saw this sign that said the Byron te- turkey testicle festival and I, <laughs> ran, I was like just roll off the tongue doesn't it so wrongly anyway and I literally go in the car oh my god did I I read that sign wrong. Please, did, did, and they died laughing. The ladies in the car died oh, laughing. They grew up with it. They yeah, they grew up with it. She goes, no, no, you read test- it right. You it's read it right. It's the oldest testicle festival in the United States. Yeah. Aren't we proud? I was just like the test, the turkey testicle festival. Uh, no, y'all have got to be wrong. Uh, we have the collard festival, okay? Collards, nothing but collard greens. I love my now, college. In Byron's but, defense, from what I've been told, oh it's not gosh. an actual testicle, and it's something to do with the. The rocks or whatever in the turkey. The there's, there's something in the gizzard that helps digest and break down food. That's what it actually is. It's not an actual so they just, testicle, but I think somebody just likes the sound of being famous for the turkey testicle festival. But yeah, maybe no. so. But yeah, I remember the first time I was I'm just, just in. I'm just trying to wrap my brain around shot, what's going like, on in no. Serbia that they're they're cooking up a variety of testicles, including, including wildlife. Wildlife? Are there plant like? <laughs> I mean, are there plants that have these things? I don't. I, the great I, gonad t- cactus of eastern Serbia. Oh, I have no idea. Pine cones. May, may, I mean, I, is, it, is this how they do spay and neutering in zoos in Serbia? I have no Would idea. Would that be counted as wildlife? Why, can, why are we? Don't you have a fourth topic, please? <laughs> I mean, I cannot end on this one. Oh, my gosh. Sure you can. This is just wrong. But this is, no, Christian worldview. Uh, Believe it or not. There's Christian worldview that we can evaluate here. And as soon as I come up with it, I'll say what it is. (laughs) Just because God sent down a sheet that said to Peter, get up and eat. Do not call what is clean, unclean in my eyes. Does not include. We should be battering and deep frying wildlife testicles. uh, No, please. You've just not been hungry enough, apparently. Apparently, God has blessed me without (laughs) being hungry enough to need that. I was raised with cows. My daddy had cows. And I remember... 
asking them what were they doing one day when they had all the cows divided up. And my uncle said they go, they're in this pen. They go to this little chute. He comes out. His hand is bloody as all get out. He goes run in the cow. The cow takes off the other way. He goes when he comes in that door. He's a bull. When he goes out that one, he's a steer. Oh, okay. I knew what they were doing at that point. So I am not oblivious to animals and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like going, never once in my life did it ever occur to us, let's eat them. Let's feed them to the dogs, the hunting dogs. Now, I'm like, joking when I say as soon as no. I come up with a Christian idea, we'll actually address it. You better not bring in that one from Peter. This is, no. <laughs> but right. this does show a principle of humanity at play here. Okay. Our reactions to this. Yeah. That, you know what? This is why we strive for Christian maturity. Oh. Because this is something that's just hysterical. And, and, if, and if you were an eight-year-old boy, it would be even funnier. Because Maybe. the fact that this is an actual thing, which is, again, why is it named a testicle festival if it's not a turkey testicle? They named it that way because people would read the signs, stop and go, okay, I got to go find out what that's all about. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, it has truth in this world is relative. Mm-hmm. Marketing is king. Mm-hmm. This connects us to the statistics and to the understanding of our vaccine. And that at the end of the day, Christian, think, evaluate. Now, if, if, if you enjoy the Rocky Mountain Oysters, I'm not telling you you can't eat them. But yeah, I mean, if you want to, As fine, long as you know but... what they are and where they came from and how you got them, and, you know, fry them well done or however it is you do that and, and go from there. But think through the things of this world. Evaluate and ground who we are and what we are in Christ and Christ alone. Exactly. All right. Yeah. It's, it, may be, it may sound crazy and whatnot to us, but if you like them... Go and you're not sinning, yeah, you're go not for sinning, it. then go for it. But. All right, children, what have we learned here today? The overlords of our society need to remember their place, and that includes yes. the vaccine push. Mm-hmm. There are lies, damnable lies, and statistics. Yes. <laughs> and that is an increasing evil. And you know what? Sometimes you just need to laugh and enjoy the world and not take yourself so seriously. There's enough problems in the world. If you can't laugh and enjoy what you're doing, then you know what? Find something you can laugh and enjoy. Because if it's not fun, figure out a way to make it fun. We are supposed to glory in the Lord, and that does not mean drudgery. No, it does not. So enjoy your deep-fried testicles, everyone. (laughs) Enjoy. Anything else we need to cover, or have we solved all of Western civilization's problems for the week? I, I think, think that means we've solved them. Bon appetit. So, again, if you have <laughs> stories you want to hear us interact with and try to come up with a Christian worldview way of looking at them, send them to us, info at practicaltheologyministries.com. You can also visit the website, practicaltheologyministries.com. There you can find links to Facebook, Twitter. You can send us the mm-hmm. stories that way if that's where you encounter them. Um, you can also find resources. It's New Year, Bible reading. Is available on the website an entire one year through the Bible reading plan with commentary, which means if you get behind in your reading because you know you're trying to start this on January 14th, you can re- you can read the uh, the background information on the stuff you've missed already and kind of catch up a little quicker than and then be able to dig through. Or if you've read it, you can help make sure you understand and keep you on track. So that is all available. You can also buy the book I wrote. I wrote a book. What Yay! was I thinking? Um, sermon on the Mount, a practical guide or a practical look at the greatest sermon ever preached. You can buy it on Amazon because that's where it is. Uh, give this podcast a good review. Give the book a good review because we hope you like it. If you don't like it, don't review it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, there's, it's not censorship. You're just not writing about it. Exactly. You can <laughs> pretend it never happened and we will agree to never talk about this ever again. There you go. All right. <laughs> So, there you go. 
Enjoy yourselves. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye. Bye, y'all.